I just want to say that the How audiobook album is going to be a great piece of work. And it's going to be a great piece of literary fiction. It's going to capture a lot, share a lot, and really speak to the audience. Um, there's news that I want to discuss. There's news about um, Dave Chappelle being able to pull the Chappelle show um, from Netflix. I think that's great that he has that power and influence that if he wasn't profiting from the Chappelle show from Netflix and he has that good relationship with Netflix due to his stand-up specials that he's able to pull the show. That's real influence. Um, so good for him. I enjoyed the Chappelle show because that was my first glance at Dave Chappelle and his type of comedy that really discussed a lot of things with like race and society, but it made like a comedic twist to it. Um, there's also news with Justin Bieber and the Grammys, um, they keep labeling him as a pop artist. Um, even though his latest album was R&B and Soul, I consider How to be R&B and Soul. And the thing about like my audiobook albums, I like to not be placed in a box. And I like to go from pop to jazz to R&B and Soul. And... I feel like I have that capability and I should have the influence and representation to do that. So I hope the best for Justin Bieber and that he gets labeled for R&B and Soul for his latest album because creators aren't uh, stagnant. You could release a pop album and then release an R&B and Soul album and then release a jazz album. It's up to the creator, the user, to decide uh, what type of characteristic the piece of work has and the representation that it deserves. And then um, also on the news, um, there's a lot going on. Um, with, uh, with Stephen King, I heard he allowed one of his books, he gave, like, a good relationship to give it to f for free. I know Stephen King's net worth is, like, 500 million for him being a writer, and writers have a lot of uh, influence and power and worth. And it's good for him to give back and help less fortunate people and just use the exposure at that level of his career to support others and to share his work. Because he got a lot of his... Um, influenced by 
using his publishing deals to create his movie, create his books into movies. And even though he profited a lot from that, um, it's good that he doesn't make it all about money. Even though he's a hard worker and he created so many great works. Like even on Amazon Prime today, I was watching one of his movies, Mr. and Mrs. Um, and that story is really good. Um, I don't want to ruin it for anyone, but you should watch that a Stephen King movie with Mr. and Mrs. is like a good marriage, and then the marriage is not what it it what the reader or viewer intends it to be, and it's how the wife copes with that. So that's like a pretty good story. And it has redemption at the end. And the type of stories I like the most are the stories where there's redemption at the end. Or if it's like an open-ended story ending where only the reader, not the reader, only the creator or the writer knows the true ending and some readers that are loyal fans they know the style of the writer due to their catalog of work and then maybe they can decipher the true ending i like to build like my base with uh for them to understand me creatively and then they can see how i think and then they could understand the literary nods I put in my stories, the gems I have in my stories. Um, and they're able to decipher and understand certain endings to my stories or certain details I use within the story and how it portrays to a more meaningful description of something. So that's always fun. Um, and what else? Uh, I've been following other podcasts, like the Joe Rogan Experience. I know that's a go-to for a lot of people, because that's like, like one of that's a one of the number one podcasts, and I enjoyed. The podcast episode with Donnell Rawlings and um, Dave Chappelle. He talked about his experience going to Alaska. I was shocked to see from some of my data that I reached Alaska. Maybe I'll go to Alaska one day, but that's like so far fetched to me when I know it's part of the US, but when I think of like Alaska and Hawaii, that's just always been like so far-fetched to me and the fact that I could reach that far away and I could have readers and listeners there that just was pretty meaningful to me and then um I saw that most in Denver Colorado uh Phoenix Arizona uh Utah 
because I've traveled a decent amount um, internationally and domestically, but it always just like gets to me, like it shocks me or like gets into my mind when I'm able to reach places I've never been before. Like I know when I'm on the news and all those people see me in that city, that that's pretty important. But when I'm able to be in like Utah, Arizona, Colorado, uh, Washington, like Seattle, Washington, that's just like mind blowing to me. And then, uh, what else? I I saw stories with like Tory Lanez and Megan The Stallion. Um, I hope everything works out. Nobody knows for sure the full details of the story. But I see that Tory Lanez is doing fine now. And he's living a better life. And that's good for him. Because I know when you're successful and famous and rich, some people get jealous and they try to ruin um, the situation you're in. And then I know Megan the Stallion has been through so much with like her mother passing away and with the whole incident. That's good that she survived and that she's living well. It's all about good karma. And then with, uh, other stories. I miss the Tenahasi Coats Between the World and Me premiere on Saturday because I was busy reading and writing. Um, I heard that on Thanksgiving or the Thanksgiving holiday, it's going to be available on HBO Max. So I'm going to try to go on like HBO Go or HBO Now and try to catch glimpses of it. Um, Tenahasi Coates uh, created the book Between the World and Me, Water Dancer, We Were Eight Years in Power, and I would always get some of his books at the library, and then I also, like Stephen King books, I was given a free Stephen King book, I felt like it was a sign to really appreciate his work and learn from it and develop from it. Uh, I was talking to one of my friends and he was discussing whether everything will just be ebooks instead of having physical books. And I thought to myself the pros and cons of both. So with ebooks, um, I know I'm a faster reader in the format of ebooks because even if there's more pages, because the screen is limited in size, I like the format of an ebook that it's just the size of a screen. So if size of a screen is like two, three paragraphs three paragraphs most usually 
and then I can just glance through it and I'm so accustomed to looking at my phone for so many things that I can look and scan through it pretty quickly. Um, and then you can go through the pages really fast. So I like that about ebooks. And I also like the fact for ebooks that once you download it, it's stored on your device and you have it essentially forever after you purchase something or you get something for free or whatever circumstance. But I think physical books like paperback and hardcovers will be around forever too because with those, uh, they, they can be collectibles. Like some people have like libraries or stations and a physical book is worth more because you can't put a price in like really holding a book, feeling the paper, um, having the design in person. And if you had, for example, like one of the first ever Fitzgerald books or one of the first ever um, Hemingway books or anything of that nature or some type of relic, like that could be so expensive one day because it's like limited edition. And even when different publishers acquire different books, the original book, original set of books, um, because of their limit, their limited edition, or because of the circumstance of the creation of the book, they could be worth so much. It's like when you think of collectible like cards back in the day. So it could be like that, and also physical books could be used for display, like libraries and stations. And being available at physical stores like Starbucks or restaurants or even movie theaters. So physical books will always have a place to me as well because physical books were the first books I've ever had. So I couldn't imagine a world without physical books. And then being on the news on Fox, um, I just want to share the fact that Fox, which owns HarperCollins, um, might adopt or buy Simon & Schuster. And Simon & Schuster is a big publisher. It's one of the big five in publishing with like Random House, HarperCollins, Simon and Schuster. So it would be a big deal if Harper Collins um gets uh gets the Simon and Schuster because publishers make a lot of their money through collections of great literary works because if you had, for example, one of my books, publishers are almost essentially like 360 deals in a lot of cases. 
and they would have a place in movie and TV rights, um, merchandise, which is like posters, signed memorabilia, and um, audio, and like any format of the book, and things of that nature. So publishing is a big business because you collect all different merchandise and formatting of the book and you could always make a profit with that. So like if someone sold like a Hemingway poster, the publisher for Hemingway books would profit from it. So publishing is like a big business and most of them are owned by news and media companies. So they can portray or project good representation of that author. So let's say I'm an author and then I'm owned by one of the big five publishers. Not only do we work together to have the rights of my books, but since their parent companies, like a news and media company like Fox or Viacom CBS, then they can also put me on the news, portray me in a good light because I am a good person, and then use that to make more profit off the books. So it is like a news and media also has a lot of influence in society. And then um, that's mostly what I wanted to talk about today. Um, I know that Taylor Swift is going to release Folklore on online um, through Amazon Prime or no, it's Disney Plus. She's doing it through Disney Plus. And then through Disney Plus, she's going to show certain graphics of her of her songs and her creative outlet and her lifestyle and her music so that would be interesting um i usually don't like female artist music because it's harder to relate to but i do appreciate a different side of the gender and i can accept the fact that they're talented and um I just wanted to share also that I hope to expand more, reach more people and just get more exposure 
and I look forward to better days. All right, bye.